Welcome to Mortgage Broker Acceleration with James Vagley and Ash Playstead. Being a successful mortgage broker is not just about offering great rates and great service. You need to become the best marketer, leader and strategist to outthink your competition. If you want to grow your mortgage business and do it smarter, keep listening. If you want to accelerate even faster, visit www.brokerworkshop.com. That's brokerworkshop.com. Now, let's accelerate. Here's James and Ash. Hey, everybody. It's James Vagley here, and welcome to another episode of the MBA podcast, Mortgage Broker Acceleration. Today, we've got content ecosystem, and uh, this will be an interesting topic. Ash, looking forward to diving in. How are you doing? Yeah, doing great, James. How are you doing? It's a, um, yeah, a really interesting one, this, and I think it's front of mind uh, for a lot of brokers. It is. It's one of those things where brokers don't know what to do. I think they know they should do it. It's a bit like websites in the 90s and the 2000s. Everybody knew that they should have a website, but it's a little bit like peeking under the bonnet of a car and not knowing what the hell you know, how an engine works and what to do and you just slam the hood and walk away because it's all too hard. I think websites are a bit like that or used to be. And I think content is almost the new car engine, the new website where people go, I probably should understand this. I should be doing it, but I open up the hood. looks really complicated. (laughs) (laughs) I I love the car engine metaphor. That's really, really uh, nailed it for me because, you know, we just want to know that it works. We don't want to know how it works. And I think so many, and I've been through this, so many brokers, they know they need a content ecosystem. They don't really want to know how it works, just that it works. Um, and that's very much the car engine metaphor. You know, you could, you know, there are car engine experts, but most of us just want to know the thing works. Yep, that's so true. And I guess for our listeners, we should dive in first to what we even mean when we're talking about a content ecosystem, because people know, uh, people know about content and content marketing. They know they should be communicating with their database, uh, being active on social media, etc., etc., etc. But when we say content ecosystem, let's sort of explain what we mean by that, Ash, because um, it's not just sending an occasional email or sending a message to your customers with a interest rate announcement or being a little bit active on social media, we're talking about a complete purpose-built driven ecosystem that is built for a particular purpose. And let's maybe talk to that first, Ash, because a little bit like websites, people and brokers think they need a website. They don't actually stop for a minute and go, well, what do I want the website to do? Why do I uh, need one? And what should it actually achieve? They just build one. And content is just like that, don't you think? Where, okay, I'm sending emails to my list and I'm active on socials, but well, why are you doing it? And what's the outcome of this other than just activity? Yeah. Well, I think the question we've got to answer at the start of this is what is an ecosystem? What do we actually mean by ecosystem? And I think if we can answer that question, the rest of it starts to fall into place a bit more. So an ecosystem for me is simply a closed loop where each individual part works in balance with every other part um, harmoniously. So you think of, you know, any ecosystem, whether it's, you know, nature um, or, or business, 
that's what an ecosystem is. Now, if you take that thinking across to a digital or content ecosystem, the question that you just raised about, well, I need a website or I, I need um, a social media output or I need this or I need that. Well, that question can then be framed back to well, where does that fit into the ecosystem or does it fit into the ecosystem? What, what role does it play in the ecosystem? I think that's a great way to approach this question um, is to understand what this ecosystem is and what purpose does it serve. I think that's a really helpful way to approach the moving parts of an ecosystem, which, as you said, there's content, there's repurposing that content, there's figuring out what people want, there's sending emails, there's having a website, there's potentially having a strategy to take people into discussions about doing business together at the back end of it. So how does that ecosystem all work? I think that's a great way to look at this um, and then understand where any given piece fits that ecosystem. Yep. I like to think of it a little bit like a spider web, you know, where the, the spider strategically builds the web. There's a few anchor points. Um, it's all designed to catch flies in the middle. Uh, but, you know, there's anchor points and there's, sub points and everything's connected uh, all for essentially the same purpose of co collecting flies. So I think the content ecosystem is, is the same as that. Like we're looking to build a sticky web to attract clients. And those things you mentioned before, Ash, like email and Facebook or social media and blogs and podcasting, they're all sort of those anchor points that attach the, the, to the trees and the leaves um, and everything from there comes together into a web. Um, so for me, it's not just about sending an email or putting updates on social media. It's all under the same banner or for a better word, ecosystem, like that sole strategy of here's our strategy, here's the outcome. And then we're going to build a multi-point ecosystem that uses those assets to attract and trap the flies. I know it's a bad analogy of trapping flies. We're not looking to trap customers. We're looking to attract and uh, well, serve our customers really well, but I just went with the fly analogy. I really like it. Like, I actually really like it, and I'll tell you why. I mean, do you think a fly would fly into a spider's web if there was a big flashing neon sign that said, come here to be caught and eaten by a spider, right? Yeah. It's, it's, and it's the same with content, right? I think this is where the mindset shift needs to happen for a lot of all of us, including mortgage pros, is content. It's got to be designed to be interesting, what people want. You know, nobody's going to come to your content if there's a neon sign that says, come here to be sold something, <laughs> right? So I, I think when you take that spiderweb metaphor across, it seems obvious. No, no, no client, no fly is going to fly into a web where the message is, come here if you want to be caught and killed. And no one's going to interact with your content ecosystem if the message is, come here to be talked into buying something off me, yep. you know. Mm -hmm. So I think this is the other part of this discussion around content ecosystem. The other word in content ecosystem is content. So what constitutes good content and how do you utilize that in your ecosystem? That, that's something that I know you've got yeah, a lot of expertise in, James, and I think it's worth 
I guess, touching on it in my mind so that, you know, all the, the, the mortgage pros out there listening to this episode will start to get a bit of a shift in their mind about what they put into their content ecosystem. Yeah, good point. Yeah, and that's true because there's uh, the content we're looking to put that put out there has to be educational, has to be super valuable, and when you do that right, as you say, uh, the flies get drawn in because it's valuable, it looks great, um, and then obviously when they're into that web, the ecosystem, that's where we can help provide solutions and advice. Um, so yeah, you, let's probably transition into that now because. A lot of brokers do get stuck thinking about content because the question is always, well, what do I put out there? What do I write? What do I say? Um, And this is where I think a lot of brokers go wrong because they think of content in my mind the wrong way. If you're a broker, what are the sorts of things you logically think you want to say to your prospects and clients? Things like rate announcements, new policies, um, maybe a few other updates like that. Isn't that typically what brokers think? They do, James. And, you know, and I think that's also, um, I guess, exaggerated or exacerbated by what I would call is a lot of the suppliers or the marketers into this space is they, you know, they, they get brokers on board and say, we'll do all your content for you. And the content ends up being the same for everybody, which is nice looking content, but it's just talking about, what do I do? Oh, I do this. I do that. I do something. That doesn't separate you out from anybody. That doesn't help you stand out, does it? It no. just means that your spider web is exactly the same as everyone else's spider web. Yep. So this is one of the things that I think you're pointing to, which is transitioning away from only talking about what you do and your expertise. There's a little bit of that, but starting to talk about who you are, you know, what, what what in my story is interesting that I could talk about that would be engaging because I, I, I'm no expert here, but my, my sense of it is that people's attention span is pretty low. Um, people are looking to read and engage with things that interest them. If they're searching for a mortgage, of course, they'll go to a search engine and type in, I need a mortgage. And maybe they come into your content ecosystem that way, potentially. But if you're looking to get people engaged in a relationship with you, it's going to be about who you are, I think, more than what you do. Yeah, I think you, and you hit on a couple of really good points there too in that you mentioned words like uh, engaged and interesting. And unfortunately in the mortgage industry, what we do as brokers, uh, loans, rates, deals and policies, it's boring, let's be honest. Like people don't care. if people could buy their own home or invest in property without a mortgage, of course they'd do it, right? Like they don't, they need a mortgage like they need a hole in the head, right? It's one of these necessary evils. So by thinking that people are interested in what you do, i.e. rates, policies, new announcements, etc., you're kind of kidding yourself because people don't care. What they actually are interested in is, well, what's in it for me? What's going to help me get ahead um, in my situation in life, whether that's buying my first home or saving money, growing wealth, um, et cetera, et cetera. So there's that. Like that's what people want, number one, is they want to know how they can get ahead. And when you're developing content as a broker, you want to focus on that as opposed to 
talking about yourself or talking about anything technical that people really don't care about. Um, like Ash, if we think about a cherry or any stone fruit, right? There's the stone in the middle and then there's the fruit around the outside. So the stone is the mortgage, like the technical stuff, but nobody eats the stone. Like you throw it away. It's, it's a necessary thing that's in the middle. Everybody wants the fruit, the juicy fruit around the outside. So our content needs to be the juicy fruit around the outside so that we can get somebody to eat it and then get to what they really need on the inside. Um, I'm just pulling analogies you, left, right and centre today. You are on fire with the metaphors today, James. People, I think, I think James has taken over with the, the, the metaphors today. I'm loving it though. Like it really does speak to, I think, for anybody listening to this is to where to go from here and start to think about how to get started slightly differently with your content to go into your ecosystem. And I think, you know, if you can talk about, say, customer testimonials um, or, um, you know, on, you know, video, um, much easier to repurpose. You know, repurposing is a big part of a content ecosystem. So you're not doing the same thing five times to put it in five different places. Um, you know, so that, that's what repurposing means, right? So one piece of good quality content, whether it's a video or an article or an ebook or, or, or something that can be repurposed uh, in multiple different ways. But I really like, me personally, like, you know, I consume a reasonable amount of social media. I am engaged by stories. That's how we communicate. I'm not engaged with product pictures. Like, here's what I do. I'm a mortgage broker. That's awesome. Next. Mm. Yep. Right? So it's the stories that people will stop and want to know more about. That's my opinion. Oh, that's, that's bang on. And that's one of the things I had in the top of my mind to share today was that when thinking about content, we want to put ourselves in our customer or prospect's shoes and think, well, what would be interesting to them? Like, what do they want to know? Um, taking off our mortgage broker hat, um, thinking what we think they need. No, no. What do they actually want? And typically, if it's email, social media, places like that, people want to be entertained. They're looking to escape from their scrolling on their phone watching TV, they're in the car, they're in traffic, they're doing what they're doing. They're looking for value, either through entertainment or interest. So if you put that hat on, it will cause you to think about your content completely different. As you said, Ash, sharing case studies and stories and testimonials and talking about the industry and updates and things people want to know about, but that next layer out of the onion. Like don't talk about rates and lenders and fees and product announcements and stuff, but keeping those things in mind, what's the next layer out? Like what does what do mm -hmm. those things mean to the customer and what does that what do they need to know based on those updates and changes? And that's I think where the gold is when you can be a purveyor of information, but not just saying, hey everybody, rates moved or Hey, everybody, there's a great new fixed rate out. Like, um, we need to add context and story and mm. reason behind that stuff. And that's where content really comes to life. Oh, hell yeah. Like, that's perfectly summarized and, and, and a great place to sort of hopefully leave a, a, a takeaway that no, 
Nobody wants a mortgage voluntarily. Mortgage is like heart surgery or it's like medicine. You, you take it only because you have to, not because you voluntarily want to do it. It's a really great mindset to hold. So when you come to wanting to mention what you do, the best context, in my opinion, is to tell a story or get a, a case study where you can talk about the life-changing outcome you got for somebody in whatever that context might be. So it could be a refinance, it could be a purchase, it could be wealth building, it could be about how you solve some problems for a first home buyer, et cetera, et cetera. But you tell it as a story and within that story, you know, you're talking about what you did. That resonates. That, if there's anybody that sees that content and they're in a similar position, people are going to see, hey, you help this person Maybe you can help me. I'll click the button. I'd like to have a chat. And that's the whole idea generally of, of a content ecosystem is to have a consistent um, brand or a consistent picture or footprint of what your business looks like that when people engage in it at any given level, they're going to be motivated to want to talk to you if there's a need at the end of the day. That's what we're trying to do. And a content ecosystem allows you to be very consistent with your language and your positioning. Yep. Yeah, 100%. And I guess as a, a quick summary from my end as well on what our listeners should be doing. I mean, like with everything, a lot of these podcasts, we, we strip back to fundamentals and foundation principles. So with content ecosystem, it can be a real easy, shiny object. You know, I've got to get on my, my socials and I've got to get on Instagram and email and start blogging and blah, blah, blah. No, take a step back and this is what we'd like you to do. Just take a minute to think, well, why are you doing it? And set a goal for building a content ecosystem. Well, the goal should be keep in touch with prospects and clients and partners to get more business. It's a simple goal. Then what we want to do is think about, well, what's the flow for, you know, what does that flow look like? What's the actual experience for a prospect or for a client and design a scheduler, a simple schedule that goes, this is the experience over the course of a week or a month or a year for a prospect or a client in our world. And when you break it down into schedules, it becomes much easier to then look at building a system that has the least moving parts possible. Right, Ash? Like, I mean, in our business, at the time of recording, our content ecosystem consists primarily of this podcast. And this podcast then creates our assets for social media, email, and a lot of other places. So that would probably be my final word to our listeners is that it sounds really complex and hard, like content and ecosystem. They're sort of two words. One sounds, ooh, content, what do I do? And ecosystem, oh my gosh, that sounds big and scary. Um, But what we're talking about is creating just solid ongoing content or having that conversation and making sure that's shared and distributed in lots of different ways. You don't have to come up with a hundred different things every week or every month, come up with one good thing a week and redistribute, share it in lots of different ways everywhere and anywhere. hundred percent, James. I couldn't agree with you more. And my, my sort of final word would be, do you absolutely have to have an ecosystem? We're not saying you do or you don't. I mean, I wrote, you know, a thousand loans in four years without a website, without an email, with nothing. 
So it's a it first step is to work out where would an eco uh, content ecosystem fit into my business strategy. As obvious as that sounds, it is the important first step. If you're going down the content ecosystem path, I think you summed it up, James. Storytelling, it's what we do on this podcast. Like we're not here to sell anything. We're not even really here to tell you what we do. Occasionally we mention it. What we love doing is talking about what we're passionate about, which is our experiences, our um, our pros and cons, our ups and downs, our wins and losses, what we've learned. That's what we love talking about, mm-hmm. you know? And if that means somebody resonates with it and wants to talk to you, great. But that's not the purpose. Purpose is, is to, you know, to speak about what we love speaking about. Yep. Yeah, spot on, spot on. And that's that's the, the killer with content is to just put value out into the world that people like, um, not really worrying or caring necessarily if it's going to come back in terms of leads. Uh, but thanks for bringing that, that up as well, Ash, because before looking to install any strategy in your business, whether it's from this podcast discussion or another podcast or just any source, always put it through the filter of, should I even be doing this at all? And that's, of course, the value of you know, getting people on your side who can sort of give you the advice and tell you what to do and what not to do, which is the, I guess, the pre-step to anything that we talk about in this podcast, Ash, isn't it? It's always to, you know, before doing anything we talk about, well, make sure you should even be doing it at all. Yep. The content ecosystem has got to fit into your bigger business vision and strategic ecosystem. 100%. All right. Well, uh, this, this is the sort of conversation that could go for an hour or two hours, but I think we've covered a good uh, digest of uh, content and ecosystem. And uh, I guess for anyone looking at it, it's incredibly powerful when you get it right. Um, so take these tips on board and, you know, start thinking about it strategically, as always. Good chat, James. Loved it. And uh, I'll see you again next time. Yeah, looking forward to our next chat. See you, everybody. Thanks for joining this episode of Mortgage Broker Acceleration. It's now time to grow your mortgage business, your income, and your lifestyle too. If you want to accelerate and learn from the best, head over to brokerworkshop.com and join the next deep dive training with James and Dash. That's www.brokerworkshop.com. Until next time, go get them.